0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Our live reaction to the Penrith Panthers' 27-8 victory over the Parramatta. It was a huge one for the Penrith Panthers at home. Uh, One that I anticipated them to win. I didn't expect them to win by that much, so I thought it would be much closer. And uh, the first half sort of indicated that it would be. It was a cracking first half, real finals footy intensity there. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, The Penrith Panthers, though, their sets are just incredible. They go for 50 metres every single time. They kicked off. They went 50 metres, they then turned the ball, they kicked to corners. Their line speed was sensational. They were just up in their face the entire time. And I thought Parramatta started really well. Moses, uh, he was kicking early. We did say that in order to really shake Penrith up, you need to kick early. Uh, He forced two dropouts with two early kicks. One in particular where he spotted Dylan Edwards in the line. He put it in from about 30 metres away. It was perfect. Um, So they forced two line dropouts, Parramatta, and they're starting to get on the front foot and then... They had the dropout, Pensini, he hits it back in, Junior Paulo takes it up, not only does he knock it on, but he challenges a shocking one, it was never going to be overturned, a really dumb challenge there by Paulo. so all of a sudden, all the pressure they had off those two force dropouts is gone off the knock-on, and they lost their challenge, and then they had a scrum, and they gave away, they gave away a penalty off the scrum, and all of a sudden... Penrith go from standing under their sticks for the second time in three or four minutes to now they are attacking on the thirty-meter line. For that, for me, that one really turned the momentum of this game. Parramatta—they started really well. They did the they did the hard stuff well, and then the easy stuff they fucked it up, and they just they compounded it. They had the knock-on. They threw away their challenge. Then a penalty off the scrum, uh, just an absolute nightmare. Uh, we then got obviously the Taylan May Sinbin. Uh, and we know that during Sinbins, this can be such a crucial period. That ten minutes, the Penrith Panthers they actually managed uh, to win that one. Brian To'o scored obviously off the bomb that he scored off uh, a cracking try too. Credit to um, James Fisher-Harris, Mosley Ota as well. Obviously everyone's going to talk about the James Fisher-Harris flick, but I thought Mosley Ota he really he, he really controlled himself well in that moment, did, uh, didn't overplay it, just did everything he had to, and just gave Toto enough time and space with with guys sliding on him to score there, uh, Nathan Cleary was obviously hitting him very, very sweetly with the boot, and uh, he was able to address that, Wonga Blake was in a little bit of curry, and they kept going back there, uh, he went at him all night, we've got written here in about the 20, was it the 18th minute or something, he should go to Wonga Blake all night, and good God, didn't he go at him, it was crazy, there was one set there, Penrith, their line speed, unbelievable, can't. Came out, whacked Rory and Cameron Gillard, whacked Ryan Madison. They were really making a statement with their defense. Uh, I would argue that during that 10-minute period where they, were, where they were down to 12, Penrith, they were winning with the ball and without it as well. Very, very impressive. Uh, Ivan Cleary opted to keep Ari Kubisauer on the bench, which I thought was great. He did it a couple of weeks ago as too. I was very impressed with it. I did call for it during the Origin series never understood why we kept Damien Cook off the bench. Appy is by far and away uh, the better player to keep off the bench. And I think it's starting to show for Penrith. Clearly sort of played it down in the post-match press conference. Just sort of said he was looking to give him a spell and that it won't be a regular thing. But I've got a feeling when they're going up against big forward packs, it might be something that you'll start to see more and more from Ivan. So it'll be interesting come grand final day. I reckon that'll be a classic one if they are to be there, where they might have a look at that one. Uh, He came on, he had instant impact, put in a a little kick for a forced dropout. I thought it was unlucky not to be given a try, to be honest with you. I'll have to go back and have a look at it, but I sort of thought live. Um, I thought it was pretty damn close to a try. Uh, Reid Marnie, he got out of dummy half, put out a cracking kick early, kicked deep, found grass, uh, and Dylan Edwards, he managed to knock that one on, turning it over. So, the, uh, Parramatta, they had their opportunities to get themselves into this game. Well and truly, they had their opportunities uh, to get into it. Will Pensini, he was obviously knocked out earlier. He came back on at this point, which was great. Parramatta had a whole set on Penrith, sign. They came up with absolutely fucking nothing and it finished with an awful forward pass. That was really what worried me. They turned the ball over. Penrith went 100 metres in Cleary. He handed the ball over to Wonga Blake with a kick on the one metre line. And for me, that was the big difference between these two sides. The yardage game of Penrith, I'm not sure exactly how the stats and the numbers ended up, but Penrith were just cruising through the middle of the field. They were just doing it easy. Off the back of that, uh, Clint Gutherson made a little line break. Then there was another early kick from Moses. Really smart footy. Um, and then Taylor May, he knocked it on two tackles later or whatever. The early kicks, I don't know what it is about the early kick, but it does seem to worry the Penrith Panthers. They don't love when you're early kicking and you get them turned around and they're a little bit uncomfortable. Reid Marnie, he then put Kafusi under the sticks So they cracking pass. Perfect little two-man ball. It was sensational. Good line by Oregon Kafusi as well. We'll all talk about Reid, but it was a really good line that he ran. Um, good good to swallow it up to. So a good little try there. All of a sudden, Parramatta, they're back into it. Yeah, they're well and truly back into this game. Um, a few minutes later, while, uh, Mitch Moses takes the shot at field goal. And I've got written down here when he took the shot and he missed it. It's an old saying by Jack Gibson. I did post it on, on Instagram and on Twitter later. Take it when you can get it instead of when you need it, which is a cracking old Jack Gibson line, one of his very best. Moses, of course, missed it. Gave away seven tackles set. Nathan Cleary marched down the other end and he smacked it over there to take the lead at half time, 7 to 6. It was looking like a very, very tight game at that point. And I sort of remember thinking, well, that one point it might come in handy towards the back end here. Uh, you look at the stats at half time, uh, very impressive. James Fisher Harris, he played the first 33 minutes, he ran for 100 metres. Uh, ...and made 25 tackles. Pretty damn impressive. Regan campbell had 109 metres. He made 20 tackles. Brian Toto, he was on 130 metres at half-time from 13 runs. He was doing a heap of work. Dylan Edwards had 105 metres at half-time with four tackle breaks. Cleary and Moses, the kicking game was exceptional in the first half from both of them. Cleary, 321 kick metres... Mitch Moses was sitting on 291 kick metres at half time. Reed Marnie, he'd had a really good half as well. Uh, 28 tackles, one try assist, one line break assist, and four tackle breaks. I thought he was unlucky not to get a line break uh, when he was coming out of his own end as well. So looking like an absolute cracking game. Um, the Penrith Panthers went up by one at half time, which I thought um, was probably a bit of a compliment to Parramatta. In saying that, uh, they did have plenty of opportunities. They just weren't able to execute. Okay out in the second half, Penrith kicked off, and they attacked with their defense once again. The Parramatta Eels, they ran for 35 meters in their first set. Now, it wasn't a set after points, but it was a set off a kickoff. I kept track of every single set the Penrith Panthers had off points. Um, the first set, they went for 55 meters. The next set, they went for 50. The set after that, they went for 47. So they averaged about 51 meters every single set after points. When Parramatta came out in the second half of that kickoff, they went 35 meters. So huge difference there. The fourth Set that the Penrith Panthers had after points when the game was in the balance, they went 100 metres and scored. And for me, that's what's that's the sort of things that are separating Penrith and every other team as it stands right now. I thought that it, early in the first half, Penrith had a couple of shots uh, at the Parramatta line. And I actually thought, to Parramatta's credit, their defence. They never panicked. You never had guys shooting up and going into panic stations. I thought they handled it really, really well. Uh, and then, of course, Nath put the kick up. The It came down. It landed in his arms. He knocked it on. I thought that was a huge let-off at that moment. Uh, Parramatta march down the other end. Spentillinu, high tackle, whatever. Two points. All of a sudden, Parramatta's back in front. So, once again, as much as the scoreline blew out a little bit, Parramatta were well and truly in this game until the 50th minute. Um, similar to when the Sharkies played the Panthers a couple of weeks ago, and they really challenged them there. But then from that point on, Penrith, they just really started to turn the gears then. Uh, Wonga Blake had a few more knock-ons that was really, really tough. Uh, Critter then put Brian Toto over in the corner. A good little set play there. And then it started to flow. You could tell the pressure was starting to build on Parramatta. Clint Gutherson uh, obviously came out with that forward pass to Micah Sivo, made life very hard off the back of that. Uh, Sean Lane, he went off in the 59th minute. Mitch Moses then got concussed. He got a tackle all wrong and Billy Army kick out. We wish Mo- Moses and Lane all the very best. Moses obviously did not return. Can't remember if Lane did or not, but Moses definitely didn't. He was in a bit of curry. So hopefully he's able to play next week or Parramatta will find themselves in some serious trouble. Uh, but it was the last... You know, it was probably like the the 60th to to the 70th minute where Nathan Cleary just showed his class. Uh, That kick that he put in for Dylan Edwards, that was incredible. That is such a good set play. And you can see the commentators pointed it out, but I think it's Isaiah He takes it to the left. He actually turns Nathan Cleary under, and you can literally track Clint Gutherson is following the ball, following the ball. And quite often when you see Isaiah do that, he turns guys under. He very rarely gives it there, especially to his halfback. So Clint Gutherson, the Parramatta did not see that coming at all. Dylan Edwards, he was already waiting in the pocket. He knew what was coming. That tells me that this this play, they came up with this one uh, in the film room. So this has got Ivan Cleary written all over it. Something he's noticed about Gutho, about their trailing defenders, whatever it may. And Nathan Cleary came up with the perfect kick on this one for Dylan Edwards to score. Well done to the two Cleary's there coming out with that one. And Dylan Edwards, well-deserved too. Fuck, he had a good night. Uh, And then of course they kick off. And this was the set that I'd spoke about after points, the Penrith Panthers, they make you pay. Uh, Nathan Cleary had a line break, managed to find a bit of space, had another touch later in the set. Then his third touch of the set, I think it was, he manages to put James Fisher Harris over for a try there. So they went the entire length of the field, the set after points, which you do not see all that often in rugby league, especially in a one versus four final line like that pretty wild. Uh, after that, there was a few more points scored, I believe, but uh, it was all done and dusted. Nathan Cleary had blown them away, and he showed in that three-minute period why he's one of the best, if not the best, I do believe he's the best player in this competition by quite a bit, to be honest with you, and those three minutes really showed why. Obviously, he hasn't played footy in a couple of weeks, and I sort of really wanted to test the Parramatta Eels to go and really put it to uh, him, force him to make a heap of tackles, always have kick pressure on him. He very rarely had kick pressure on him. He didn't have to get through a heap of water work. Um, so he was able just to dominate that game. He's got a bit of match fitness under his belt now. It's pretty wild. Like he could he, he could win a comp this year and only play three of the last eight games, I think it could be. So wild how it could play out. The Panthers, they now get a week off. We've seen the week off doesn't really affect them all that much, if anything. It just allows them to freshen up and to go again. I think they've just got that mindset and the attitude to be able to handle it. And then you saw the back end of the game. It looks like Sevo's going to score for all money. Dylan Edwards and Bizar, they come across and make a huge try-saving tackle. Did they need to? No, they didn't, but that's the attitude of this Penrith Panthers team. I think they are on their way to back-to-back premierships at the moment. What does it mean for Parramatta? I believe that they will play the winner of the Melbourne Storm game and the Canberra Raiders. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what it is. So that game's on later tomorrow. That one's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, hopefully Mitch Moses is able to play. I listened to both press conference. Uh, you know, Ivan Cleary, very straight but he spoke about Nathan, how he's always up for big games, etc, and little things they can improve on here and there, but I thought Brad Arthur, I thought after a loss like that, that would have been very disappointing, I thought he handed himself well Uh, he did emphasise they need to put more kick pressure on Nathan Cleary, he had an absolute age to kick the ball, which was a huge issue for me, he said he was happy with the field goal decision from Moses, so was I to be honest with you, Uh, obviously he missed it and it meant that then Cleary could march down the other end and kick his, but you know, if Mitch Moses does hit it, I don't mind the scoreboard pressure and the, the psychological battle of going going in at half time. So I don't mind Mitch Moses backing himself to kick that goal then with about a minute to go at half time. Just unlucky how it all sort of played out. Uh, and he also mentioned that obviously the errors coming out of their own end, they need to be cleaned up. You cannot win a comp. You can definitely not beat the Penrith Panthers when you're throwing forward passes. You've got knock-ons on second tackle, all coming out of your own end. You just make it way too hard for yourself. The Panthers, they can do it occasionally. They can get away with it because they're one of the best defensive teams we've ever seen. Parramatta, especially when you're playing Penrith, who are one of the best attacking teams we've seen. You simply just can't afford to do it in finals footy. But I thought Brad Arthur, he handled that press conference very well. Hopefully Mitch Moses is fit because they will definitely need him next week if they're going to keep going through this competition and keep giving it a shake. The Penrith Panthers, on the other hand, Parramatta will now be on the other side of the draw. Uh, so there is a chance that he could get an all-Western Sydney grand final, which is super exciting. But the Panthers, uh, they will get the week off, and uh, they'll meet – I think it'll be they'll meet the winner out of – the Cowboys, Sharks, Roosters, South Sydney—whichever of those four teams manages to come through out the other side—the Penrith Panthers will take them on in two weeks' time. I think it is, uh, so that'll be really exciting. Cannot wait for that one too. I'm not sure who it'll be. I kind of feel like the Roosters might get bowled out this week by South Sydney. Uh, so there's a number of ways it could go. We'll see how it plays out. We'll have our previews for tomorrow's games, and we've also got a little special on the coaches that are coaching tomorrow. Uh, how they've all just managed to line up throughout history. It's a pretty crazy um, little stat, little fact, whatever you want to call it, little story that I'll share with you there on the podcast tomorrow. So plenty more content coming on the Rugby League Guru Podcast.